guys, it's Drake back again with another episode of the podcast. I've lost count at this point. I think I'm somewhere around 10. And today is not just another episode of the podcast. Today is very special. With me on this episode is Datsun of a Batch from Back in Black. So Datsun, how are you doing? Good, good, good. Thanks for having me on, Drake. All right. So first, let's just go into your uh, Clash history. So how long have you been playing? You know, uh, just kind of been playing for a couple of years, uh, bounced around, just, you know, played it casually whenever, and then I randomly stumbled across uh, a good clan back in black and uh, started playing it more regularly. And now I, you know, get the monthly pass and try to compete as much as I can and actually learn attack strategies. Yeah, and you've been, from what I've seen, you've been one of our kind of like stalwarts in war. You're always in, you're doing pretty good. So um, you have, am I right that you just have one Town Hall 12? Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've no got, go ahead. I've got too much other stuff going on to do yeah. too many accounts. You I've thought about it, but. You can't have no life like me and just have like nine accounts. Well, that's tricky. I'm, uh, I just have, a, I work a lot and then three young kids, you know, so. Ooh, how old are your kids? Uh, my kids are four, six, and eight. Okay, and do they play Clash of Clans or have you not infected them with the bug of Clash yet? Uh, you know, I had given my, uh, six-year-old son, so it's girl, boy, girl, and given my son kind of carte blanche to play Builder Hall whenever he would like, because it's nothing he could ever ruin, and it only loses trophies to make my attacks easier to win. But uh, I found some things that would start to go missing in the main town hall, and different things would be askew, so he had his clash privileges revoked. I wouldn't like someone and... messing with my base, so I understand that. <laughs> yeah. Well, not too when I'm, like, spending actual money on it. You know, I don't have a plan on things i try to maximize stuff out and then all of a sudden a book of something is gone or he spent 500 gems on something and he doesn't know <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i definitely i do that stuff by accident to myself it's just like all right i'm or i'm selling stuff off and i sell a book by accident and then it just makes me angry and that's yeah it's definitely terrible when you have a plan for upgrading in clash and it gets thrown out uh-huh I had gotten my daughter into it, and we'd started her town hall, but the tricky part was eventually she would, she wanted to, like, join the clan, and, you know, she can read, but our clan isn't exactly appropriate for an eight-year-old, Yeah. so that wasn't going to work, and then it was a little grindy for her. She, you know, has fun playing Roblox, so she wasn't very interested in playing Clash of Clans. Okay, so um, speaking of Back in Black, we have, so we just had this war, and uh, I saw you on a couple times. Were you on when everyone, all of the, like, Town Hall 11s and below, were just getting destroyed by super minions? Uh, I don't know, but I saw, like, how many of our base, uh, the bases we were attacking were, like, one star, one star. So that's why I sent that clan mail of, like, hey, just a heads up, it looks like there's super minions in there. CCs, so make sure you're bringing a freeze and a poison. If you can trap them in both of those, that'll take care of itself. Yeah, so I like, I had my first attack with one of my small accounts, um, which was Adron the Cleric. It's a, like, decent Town Hall 10. I think it's maxed. I think it's fully maxed, except my heroes are 30-30. And I went in, you know, it was just a Queen Walk Hogs, pretty run-of-the-mill Town Hall 10 stuff, and I uh, break my queen in a little bit, and these three super minions pop out. I'm not too worried. I freeze them. I poison them. It's going all right. I have my queen raged. And the super minions come out with, like, a tiny little bit of health left from the poison and just take out my queen. I use the ability. And so I come back. I think I got, like, a 64% one star for that. So I come back into clan chat. I'm like, man, guys, these super minions are terrible. Make sure you have a plan. And this uh -huh. was an earlier attack, so I didn't know there was going to be super minions yet. And then we proceed to have, like, the fastest five attacks I've ever seen happen in our clan. And all of the people, every single one of them, was between Town Hall 9 and 11. And they went in, the super minions came out, wrecked their queens, and they got one star. Yeah. So, I mean, the super minions, like, 
so you're a town of 12, and I feel like you can deal with them better. Are they your least favorite CC? Like, are they the ones you don't want to see pop out? You know, because they're so new, they have this intimidation factor, and knowing the havoc they can wreak, you know, definitely plays a part of the mental game, and you're definitely, you're not just, like, letting them the CC come when it comes, because you definitely want to trap them. So I think it has a big mind game, but now that if you have practiced it and just poisoning them and freezing them, and if you can get them, it's it's not so hard to deal with. You know, I guess I would probably rather have them in a sense than, I don't know, I still think how I hate how a lava hound eats up so much time to try and deal with. Like E-Drags, that's nothing compared to, because if, if you screw up the super minion defense for those things i mean they can wreak havoc especially if you're doing uh i've been doing like a lot of pekka bowlers and both of those are ground troops that don't shoot or do anything in the air so you have to get them with the queen and if you don't queen walks on you away from she go the super minions go after your main attack kill squad they'll they'll light you up yeah they'll just there's nothing that can touch them and they'll just burn through i mean it takes a while to go through a P.E.K.K.A., but still, I mean, if nothing's hitting them, it takes them maybe 10 seconds or something. So I've found, the only way I've found to deal with super minions where they're not, at, like, at all a problem, because even with my Town Hall 13, three super minions pop out, I'm probably going to rage my queen and then throw a poison and a freeze at them. And that means I'm using four spell space with no result except for killing the CC. Um, which yeah. Is like, I mean, that's, that sets your whole attack off a little bit. And the worst ones are when the super minion CC is not easily, like, you can't get to it to draw it. Because if you can draw it easily with a hog or a headhunter or something like that, then you can waste the, um, the super minion long shot. And I found, so I finally looked into this, like, why they're so strong. And it's not that they do a lot of damage or anything. Um, the thing is, the long shot, the bullets or whatever they are, the rockets, I don't know what they shoot. They're in the air so long that they can put like up to two in the air at a time each super sure and if the queen ability isn't perfectly timed they still i mean the invisibility of the queen doesn't you know save her from stuff that's already been shot so she can take a thousand damage basically after you've hit her ability when they're on her um so if you can waste the long shot ability then they have to come closer and the things aren't in the air for so long so even if it does trigger the ability you're still probably going to get out of it alive. Yeah, and I think the other thing too with them that long shot, it's it's kind of it catches you off guard of how far away they can be and when they pop that first shot off and like you said they can get a couple rockets off multiple at a time and if you're just a little too late on that queen's ability because she's already taken a hit or two because you're maybe working on your other attack, it it'll just catch you. It, yeah. you can deal with them, but man, if you don't get it right you're going to be having a hard time. And that's what it is, because, I mean, I feel like I think right now, and I think this is kind of a consensus, that offense is not overpowered, but it is more powerful. And I got into the place where CC just wasn't an issue. I mean, the worst thing it was going to do was take some time. Um, if it was, yeah. like, you know, some people did a high damage CC, like a Valk, um, or Witches can take a lot of time. But even so, if you had a Poison and a Rage for your Queen, you didn't need to worry. Like, it was, you were going to make it out. It might take 15, 20 seconds. But the super minions have added another dimension that if you aren't watching that and you don't have a specific plan, it will end your queen charge. So I feel like they are, I don't know if they'll, because if you remember when ice golems um, had, like, a longer freeze and a bigger freeze, and Supercell nerfed them just for defense. Do you remember that? Uh, I don't remember but i wouldn't be surprised i don't know they've had a couple updates i feel like since super minions so i think like they would have done it already if they were going to yeah and maybe it's something that i mean they're not insurmountable you can beat it so they're just gonna let it be out there but they normally change stuff if it gets to the point like you know if an attack if any attack is all that someone is using like they're seeing okay all the pro players like when the super wizards were a thing they're seeing all the yeah. pro players are using this and I think as people learn, any um, clan that has a max 13 that can donate max super minions is just going to do that because no other CC holds up except the, lo the Lava Hound, which, like you said, can make it yeah. really tricky.
Um, so the one thing, this kind of, I was had this list of stuff I've written down to talk about. And one of the things I've been practicing is using a headhunter to lore. So at Town Hall 12, you do have headhunters, right? Yep. Um, so something I've been doing is people set up their bases so that a hog can't, you know, get in and lure the CC. And people have gotten really good at setting them up that you have to take out two or three defenses to um, to get to the ring of, to get in range of the CC and draw that. Uh, so I saw some pro players, I think it was Judo Sloth and I forget who else, um, using a headhunter to lure the CC. Have you ever tried this? You know, I haven't messed with the headhunters much. I'm never usually a fan of like one trick pony kind of stuff. And I've, I've just watched so many headhunters there's so little defense or hit points, so they just get roasted right away. And when you're trying to do that early on, I don't know. I just, I'll just wall break in with a queen to try and pull it that way, I guess. Yeah, and that does work on basically like any CC. But a few CCs, especially if I have a scout and I know um, what the CC is and I can make a better plan for it. I've been trying to lure with the headhunter because they jump over walls like a hog. They're quite yep. fast. The only thing mm -hmm. is, if you don't time it right, because what I normally do is I drop the queen with the healers and, you know, one Coco Rune to take out any air mines. And then once some of the defenses lock on to the headhunter, I throw one in. Um, and as long as the healers are around the center of the base or around the CC, whichever it may be, uh, she goes in and she sets that all up. But if you don't, like a hog, you cannot distract the defenses. And it's got a couple thousand or, yeah, I think about a thousand hit points and it can go in um, and take up a little bit of damage. So I do like that, but it's a nice option if something does have a very heavily defended CC. Um, yeah, it's an interesting technique. I've never, I mean, I've never even considered really doing that. Um, I kind of, I'm on one, I was only ever doing just the homies hybrid for the longest time. And now I've been doing more with the, the P.E.K.K.A. Bowlers, either just the P.E.K.K.A. Bowler Smash or uh, the, with, bats and witches so usually i just try to stick with the basics and i would get too confused with trying to drop a headhunter and a guy isn't where he's supposed to be and then i blow the whole thing and i don't pull the cc and i get roasted <laughs> yeah, i've definitely done that i don't know if you saw my first attack this uh this war but i did basically what you're talking about i didn't get it in quite in time it wasn't a headhunter but it was i want to say i didn't get my queen lock done fast enough and I just time failed at like 70% because I took far too long. And I did get her back in because I had like one spot I'd chosen for her to get in. And I funneled her kind of back to it after she walked a little bit. But by that time, mm -hmm. I had a minute left to attack and it just didn't work out. So I definitely... Yeah, I'm not the most surgical of player, as you can see how I type in conversation half the time. I don't know what's wrong with my fingers when I'm trying to write words, but... I'm just, uh, to put all my trust into one headhunter to pull a CC is, just doesn't meet my style of gameplay, so I need to have a little bit more robust plan. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely do, especially if I'm going for, like, a safer attack. Um, I will intentionally, like, I'll think of these things and I'll go, no, you're not going to use an E-drag to take out that corner just to, you know, set your funnel. Just go with the yeah. standard, you know, use your wall breakers, don't try anything sneaky. Because that gets me in trouble many, many times where I think I have something and I, you know, misjudge where a building is and my funnel goes wrong or a Tesla yep. comes up, takes out my uh, CC lore and all of a sudden I'm done for. Um, so Yeah, I've mostly been trying to just work on even just spell placement and how effective that can be with placing a rage in the right spot to make sure that say on a queen walk your healers are going into it and you're getting the full use of it and now like doing with a bowler uh peck bow bat and how important nailing that freezes so your wizard tower doesn't roast all of your bats and try to get multiple defenses in it if you can and just really working on that timing and how much of a difference that can make on your attacks even though it may seem insignificant yeah, spell placement's huge, especially on the hog miner like hybrid strat because you have queen mm -hmm. walk where you've got your rages. I mean, basically on that attack, everything has to be perfect. Your rages on your queen walk have to be just right, getting healers and everything. 
and then um, your heals on your hogs and miners have to be right too, or they'll just get smashed by, you know, whatever. At Town Hall 12, they'll get smashed by the Infernos. Town Hall 13, the Scattershot. So spell placement is something that it can make or break an attack, and you kind of take it for granted, at least I do. Um, so one other thing, I don't know if you've seen me do this at all, but I've been working on like what's called an RC trick. Um, have you ever heard of that? Like seen pro players do it or anything? Uh, say it again. An RC trick. Uh-uh. Trick. Okay. So basically the idea is you suey, like just suicide chucking your royal champion on one side of the base. And then you use a zap and a quake or a zap and a couple quakes. Um, on a certain defense or a couple certain defenses, and then you use uh -huh. champion ability on those weakened defenses, and you sort of use it like if you were just zapping those defenses out, but instead of using all that spell space, you finish it with the royal champion ability, which does like 2,000 damage to the four closest defenses. Um, and it can be really strong, but like you were saying, if you get it a little bit wrong, she goes the wrong way, all of a sudden you wasted two spells yeah. And you have nothing to show for it. You have an eagle and a cr an expo with, you know, half health, but that doesn't do you any good. So I've been working on that um, because I was in CWL where we're kind of trying for two stars a lot. I haven't done that recently, um, but I was working on it beforehand. And it has its place. It has to be a very simple placement where there's nothing that can go wrong. So it is very base dependent. Yeah, I'm excited to play with uh, the Royal Champion when I go to 13. I just put my last upgrade down, and my heroes are maxed at 12. So I'm excited to get started with the Royal Champion and start practicing her ability. I had saw Judo Sloth was doing a trick for that, like, monthly challenge. You know, you got a, so many troops to try and beat it that's active right now. Where he was maybe doing that RC trick, but he was dropping an invisibility on a particular defense so that her, when she did her power, it would skip that, like, say, single cannon. So she'd get more value out of it by hitting higher powered uh, defenses. And I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I definitely, I had an attack, I think it was before CWL, where I tried to do that. And I had it all planned out. I actually, like, got my calculator out and did all the defense math to make sure that my spells were going to be enough to weaken it. And I uh, dropped the invisibility just right to send her to the right place, and I had a rage on her to rage her ability so it would be more powerful. And she stepped out of the rage right as I hit her ability. And so I had an, I was going to get three expos and the eagle with this, and instead I had an eagle and two expos, which had each like under 100 HP left. And then my attack got destroyed because I didn't have a plan to, you know, take out the eagles. <laughs> the whole time. And I think it did get yeah. stars, but it was ugly. So if you can plan it one way and then how it goes is a whole nother. Yeah, exactly. If I can't execute, it just doesn't matter how good the plan is if I drop the wrong stuff at the wrong times. Yeah, and that's why I've been trying to do that spell stuff and just how important that is. Because I was just, just doing friendly challenges with uh, the other clan member, Solemn. And I did the same attack maybe five, six times, and I would get a two-star, 50, 60%. But then the one time I did it just right, and I three-starred and almost maxed 13. And I was like, holy cow, this that was, was pretty incredible. I could not believe that you actually three-starred him. Like... That was nuts. I was like, how, how, I didn't even know that was possible. I know. Like, mathematically, just the amount of HP and attack power you have compared to a max 13, I was shocked. It actually, it gave me uh, encouragement that I should be able to beat Carl. Yeah, and because, I mean, with the the scatters and everything, doing uh, a Pekka Bow Witch or whatever it was, Pekka Bow Bat, yeah. and it's just like that intensive avalanche of power that that those bats can do if you can just get them to stay alive <laughs> yeah i wish bats were a troop because i feel like i handicap myself because what do you normally how many bats do you normally take oh i don't even know five or six normally uh how many bat spells yeah bat spells i do six six so if you've got six bat spells and then is it three or four freezes for what you normally do uh four because i bring two and then i request two right so that's like uh nine spell space 
it bothers me because like I like those attacks. I like Tekabobat type attacks with the bats doing a whole bunch of cleanup on the defenses. But I find myself not planning for not having the spells for the rest of the attack. And I do like half a plan and end up without enough spells to get my main army through and then the bats get taken out. So how do you like what troops have you tried any troops aside from Tekas and bowlers that you find do well without the spells? Well, I'll use when I do my uh, my bat attacks. I'm I use ice golems because then you're getting free freezes out of them. Oh, that's smart. And do you use those with your main army, or do you try and like place them in to help the bats? Yeah. So what I'll do is depending on if I'm attacking at a flat side or if I'm attacking at like a point, you know, try to uh, if I'm staying on a flat side, I'll drop one on a corner say at six o'clock three in the middle and then one on the other corner so maybe then to try to keep those guys going on the outside and then the main kill squad going down the middle and then i'll drop three witches on each group let's say and then i think the i have one extra that goes in the middle so it'll be four witches in the middle and then for the bowlers i just drop them the same thing it's like four four and like six in the middle so the middle's a little bit beefier with the warden and a war wagon with another with bowlers and an icy in there. So they're going through the middle because um, then the queen can take care of the CC and then just wait and I just kind of wait to deploy the bats and then try not to double up on freezes if you're going to get a free freeze out of one of the ice golems if they're still alive other than that uh just spell placement okay and do you use your warden ability do you use that with your main army on the kill squad or do you try and save that for bats i use that with the main army to preserve the war wagon to make sure i get that thing as far into that base as possible okay and you're saying war wagon is that the log launcher no i go old school okay. i like the war wagon Okay, Stone Slammer, right? I don't even know what it's called. What, yeah, what's the war... Is it a war wagon? I guess I don't even know. I just always call it the war wagon. I know, I see you calling it that in clan chat, and I'm like, I mean, I think it's this, so I hope I donated the right thing. You know, the Rammy one that carries your troops. Yeah, that's a Stone, <laughs> Stone Slammer war wagon. I think you should... You should get on see, Supercell's, like, radar being a troop namer. I need a war wagon now. Yeah. I guess in my mind, the Stone Slammer was the balloon that dropped rocks. Wall wrecker, wall wrecker, that's what it is. Yeah, WW, wall wrecker. Yep, or war wagon. And then I guess I just created war wagon in my mind. Yeah, all right. Because I, I, I love, I love the, the log launcher, sweet, but I don't like the, the predetermined death. It's going to, it's already dying, you know. It's got planned obsolescence, so I like the. Um, wall wrecker because i know it it should stay alive a little bit longer yeah i mean that's definitely an advantage especially if you're not going to get that much value out of like the logs going past the town hall another thing i've seen is people using quakes um quakes like earthquake spells on the town hall and then a log launcher coming through because with the weak in town hall if you keep your log launcher alive long enough it'll send enough um logs through to take out the town hall yeah which is and like, the the log launcher is nice because it it, ha it kind of keeps that safe distance because it's shooting this projectile. So some of the defenses that are going to be attacking it are being attacked themselves as it's coming in. Yeah, no, it's great for that. And I found I normally, or at least I used to, I would often request something super tanky in my um, my wall wrecker or war wagon, and I would take like a Pekka and an ice golem or something like that, and when using the log launcher, I mean, they're similar troops, so I would always use the same thing. And I found that it was much better to take, um, like, high damage troops because I would get a tanky troop behind my whole army from when the wall wrecker died. So that was definitely a little bit of a learning curve. Yeah, and with witches and bowlers, you know, I, I like the tankiness of the wall wrecker in that aspect so that it helps tank for them so it's not just the BK soaking everything up. Although he does, especially, you've got him maxed now, you said? Say that again? You have the Barb King maxed now? Yeah, just uh, today or last night, I, he went up. He is so tanky. 
he's just like he can i feel like he becomes a lot more powerful as you go up because at like town hall nine he's nothing he dies really fast and he can't do anything his ability is too short and then town hall 12 it's just like boom he's one of the most powerful things if you get him going the right way yeah and i think sometimes the old bk gets the short end of the stick on respect because you know he's he doesn't get some of the sexy moves like a queen walk you know but without him i mean half the funneling attacks would never work and then i mean especially in hybrid or something you send him down the side of a bunch of trash stuff on one side i mean he can easily do 20 30 percent of the base by himself i know and especially i found with mass attacks like pekka bobat or something like that if you can time up his ability with the warden ability so that you're getting because i think it's about 30 um 30 barbarians come out of him if you can like warden ability all of those they are so powerful because they just go through yeah and they tank anything and yeah that's just no that's really good the king of i think we need to give the king more respect especially yeah i mean you got those like 30 little berserker you know they're juggernauts now because they're raged and they're not killable with the warden yeah i know um so speaking of the king have you seen the new king skin did you buy it what do you think uh i bought the last skin uh, uh with the flame sword and everything i wasn't gonna now with the structure changes in our clan i'm doing a lot more donations so trying to not go too crazy with spending on clash but want to make sure i'm there to help the clan grow and people to get better and they need to do that they need cc troops so making sure i'm donating as much as possible so trying not to buy so much livery and, and it's uh it's hard for me sometimes to swallow 10 bucks for a made-up costume for this imaginary video game that i love <laughs> I know. it's an imaginary thing within an imaginary thing which changes nothing why do we yeah crypto is hard enough right i bought I this imaginary currency <laughs> yeah. we need also we need google play to start supporting bitcoin so i can just direct transfer. oh um so i did buy the um, king skin and i i got a couple of the packs because i'm a little bit overspending on clash right now for my carl challenge um trying to get that. <laughs> so i have my um, royal champion she is level 14 and she is going to 15 right now I used like seven builder potions this morning to get her going the right way. Um, and I bought the packs and then I had, have you done the winter or not winter challenge? It's the new year's challenge thing um, that you were saying. I tr uh, the, the, with like the fixed troops or whatever. Yeah. I think it's called like the, I forget what it's called. But anyway, you know what I mean? That thing. Yeah. I tried it but i haven't been able to beat it yet and i was actually watching judo sloth's attack on how he did it because i was doing terrible on it okay yeah so i it took me a couple tries i did get that done so that was extra builder potions um but on the skins i did like the skin it's not as cool i still don't think it's the coolest king skin so i shouldn't have spent all ten dollars on it um because like you said people have to step up for donations right now because we've lost a couple of our big donators and i find like have you been doing a lot of donations where you don't donate a siege machine because i come in and there's like eight people with a full troops aside from the siege machine yeah and i think i mean as their clan is changing you know we got a lot of newer people too so you'll see people requesting max when they don't need max and then you know just making sure that everybody's contributing uh is always helpful you know i don't want to i hate jumping on and you see stuff that was two hours old and it's like the guy needs a yeti just give the yeah. drop a yeti and it, I, it's the you know everybody comes from different backgrounds too on you know what they need their gems for so yeah i've done i like i've decided that because i'm low on gems because i have to spend them all the time um i've decided i'm only going to donate siege machines because like anyone can donate okay you need giants fine just don't request max somebody will give you level eight giants we have clan perks but i can donate i just got my log launcher leveled up so i can donate any max siege and people have been requesting max sieges especially during i find we have like a donation spike during the all-in war we do every month uh yeah so i was just like trying to save every gem i could to donate max log launcher and max um, whatever the thing what's uh siege barracks max, max siege barracks because those are the two yep. that we get a lot 
Yeah, and that's always bugs me too. Like I see a lot of lower town hall guys always requesting log launchers. Well, there's only a few people in the clan right now that can donate those. It's like just use a wall wrecker. It's the same thing. It'll get the point across. I mean, if you really, really need it for something, sure. But I because so many more people can do the wall wrecker of donations. And I think just explaining people too how we get the plus two levels because sometimes people don't understand that. And I'm so glad we do have that because otherwise only all these people are requesting max and only like one or two people can donate the troops. I'm very glad right. we land hurt these days. Um, so you're a Town Hall 12. You only have one. You said you have enough life going on. Would you ever consider starting a mini or at least not until you're fully maxed and everything? I've thought about it, but I'm, I really couldn't. I just, because my daughter had started one and then we lost it and it, it would be so easy to do, but I've got I've got other stuff that I yeah. need to do. So spend that. time with the spend time go outside. I'm blessed where I live. I've got a little bit of space to go do outdoor activities. So if I've got time to start another town hall base, I need to probably go outside and get some exercise. Yeah. <laughs> and where do you live? Where are you from? So I'm uh I'm in the middle of Minnesota. I think it's uh it's negative two outside right now. Wow. That's I'm complaining and we've got like eight inches of snow and it's like twenty five degrees out here. Yeah, I think I mentioned it before we got started. I'm actually sitting on a frozen lake with hundreds of people around racing around on snowmobiles and the there's a dune buggy, there was a couple e bikes and pit bikes. It's uh celebration of the lakes uh going on it's a local celebration of just being outside in the winter time and they have all sorts of fishing contests and midnight or moonlight snowshoeing and all sorts of activities at medallion hunt so wow sounds like a party i can are the um the, the snowmobiles and stuff are they going right now because i feel like one time i heard like a rumble in the background yeah they're going so they're doing what's called like a radar run where they've cleared a track down to the ice and they have a sheriff sit at one end and they time them and there's cash prizes in different classes uh i mean it's a thousand foot track and some of them will get up to well over 100 miles an hour the fast one i heard i think was 128 wow that's i was just talking to my mom about like going and riding snowmobiles sometime because we don't get enough snow around here to like actually you have to go somewhere that does it like a you know ski type place for the most part and we were thinking about mm -hmm. so are those like a common thing in minnesota that people just have them it's like you know a golf cart around here you just hop on your uh oh yeah okay. multiple snowmobiles i have two um yeah everybody's got them uh we're close to polaris a big snowmobile manufacturer yeah. and i have a lot of friends that work there so they've always got brand new machines but they even have, so like another event here they have a vintage snowmobile run where everybody takes their old vintage ones i'm looking at one from probably the 70s right now and uh ever it's a snowmobiles are a great pastime especially with like ice fishing people got sleds to go out to get to the ice house or just cruise around i put we did an 80 mile ride the other day wow that's just i mean it's cool and I love being out in the snow and stuff. Like I hate hot weather, but cold weather's great for me. So I could see liking that. Yeah, I like them both. I mean, it was a little cold. I actually got legit frostbite on my cheek because it was so cold the day we went. We probably shouldn't have gone, but you got to get out of the house. And it was a blast. My neighbor, um, he likes to go on longer rides on colder days. And it's kind of nice colder days because the trails won't be so busy and uh you can get out there the nice thing about snowmobiling is it's it's one of those things where you can go really fast and kind of get your adrenaline up and you're not really endangering anybody else and kind of be that kid at heart sort of thing versus like fast cars anything you do in a fast car is illegal <laughs> unless right. you're at a track yeah unless you're at a track that's what i was gonna say so yeah i gotta go try snowmobile sometime and uh see what i can do i think we have relatives somewhere but I'm not sure it's worth seeing relatives to get to ride those snowmobiles. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Um, you know, if you ever rode a jet ski, kind of like that, but more responsive. You can turn quicker. You actually have brakes, which is kind of handy. But yeah, they can. They're just like anything. They're expensive toys, and you can have a lot of fun on them. Yeah, 
Okay, so next thing I have is, um, so you've been around in Back in Black a long time. Do you remember a little while ago, I'm sure, I know you were there, I'm not sure if you were paying attention at the time, um, a guy named Lancelot was in and out of the clan and super nice guy, and eventually he kind of got less active and we kicked him out. Do you remember him at all? Uh, fleetingly, yeah. Okay. I remember so the name. He is a custom um, wooden and like fancy ring maker, like wedding band type rings and just cool rings. Oh, and, cool. Um, I was talking to him about it in the clan, and my brother got engaged a couple months ago, and so he's been looking for a ring. It's like, well, this is a perfect fit. So I talked to my brother. I was like, hey, I met this guy. You should check out his stuff. And a couple, I think a week, last week, my brother got his ring in the mail, um, his wedding band, from this guy, and it's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was kind of like a weird thing, and we had to make up a story for my parents of where Josiah found this ring shop. They were <laughs> uh, so we had like Operation, you know, Lancelot ring, and so I was Excalibur. To, yes, exactly. I was able to get in touch with Lancelot again because he hasn't been in the clan. Um, so I messaged him on so Discord. Was just like, hey, my brother got your ring, and it's amazing. So thanks a lot. And he replied, and we had a good. A good chat about marriage and um he said we were kind of chatting because i have to give the best man speech or the toast mm -hmm. whatever it's called and he had done that for his brother so we were talking about that so it was a good good thing all around and the ring's absolutely beautiful that's awesome it's so fun when little like for a game that you know we have people that in our clan that are from third world countries and how small it can be sometimes and you find these these webs that connect everybody together that's six degrees of separation yeah i know we have like such a diverse clan and everyone gets along for the most part sometimes buck gets grumpy and kicks people but basically everyone gets along hey you get your attacks and you you can hang <laughs> yeah, that's right and don't eat when, gem. yeah when i first joined the clan there was a guy in the clan that actually lived just like 30 minutes away and then he ended up going to another clan to help for a CWL and just never came back. So it was kind of funny. Yeah, we had, I want to say it's the Hammer, who he's a Crystal to join, like, Discord guy. And he's been in and out of our clan. And he only lives, like, an hour or two hours away from me. Maybe we'll meet up someday. Nice. One of my guys I used to work with, one of my old bosses, he actually plays. And... I had introduced him to a clan. That's how I got started, I think, on this game. Through playing, I think it was either Destiny on Xbox Live, and this dude was playing Clash at the same time, and he told me about the game, and I downloaded it, and I joined his clan. Then I bought my buddy into it, and then, I don't, I don't think, I took a kind of a hiatus for a little bit. Then I found out that he's still in that clan, like, years later. And I was like, oh, you should come join my clan. And then I looked at his base, and he was super rushed. And I was like, eh, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't join my clan. <laughs> you should stay over there. Stay over there. We can be friends. Yeah. Don't join my clan. No, super nice guy. And love him to death. But I was like, oh, man. It was a really rushed Town Hall 13. And I'm like, my, dude, I got heroes bigger than you. <laughs> yeah. And you do see so many rushed people now. Like, I mean, I would say half the bases I come across in any league except like titans or above everybody's rushed these days it's just like and i guess i shouldn't be talking i am a little rushed yeah and i mean it's all within reason right we literally have a guy in the clan like right now isn't his name called i'm rushed <laughs> well we had we had him oh okay he chose to leave after yeah there was i don't know if you saw there was a little bit of drama involving him uh, i think last night yeah, but, whatever. But yeah, he's gone. He's out now. So we had a guy. I think his name was like You're Rushed or I'm Rushed or something like that. Yeah. I think his it's name always was... in. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's always interesting, like right now with CWL, like you look forward to it, but then you just get these clans that are just all rushed Town Hall 13s, and you got to got ours or like, you know, legit casual players at a Town Hall 9. I think it can be a bit discouraging sometimes for them and even for us at the top because we've been that struggle where you're just like how am i supposed to get a star let alone two out of this yeah and so even if i'm attacking a base similar to mine i don't care if i get three stars it doesn't matter because we're going to lose the war by 60 stars because we're so outmatched so it just kind of feels like 
you know, you're wasting your time no matter what. And then, of course, I mean, the medals are nice. Yeah, and I think what people need to realize is it's like you got to look at it as in the medals and the rewards and the practice you're getting out of trying to swing above your weight and out unbox your weight class and how that can help you. And it, I think it really slows down a lot of players and looking and trying to dissect a base like, okay, what if I do this? How do I do that? Versus just, yeah, I'm just going to come at it from 6 o'clock and drop a bunch of dragons. Yeah, I'm going to put my hero here and then drop my dragons here or my e-drags with my balloons like every single person we faced in CWL did. Yeah. I want to say my Town Hall 10 in CWL, I saw it got restarted by like a rush Town Hall 13. I was just like, Supercell, get your matching in order. This is absurd. Yeah. It's no fun sometimes, but it's like you got to take your lumps and it all works out in the end. And it is fun from the other side. I mean, I've been on that side too might get a little bored. true it's still it's fun destroying someone two town halls below you and getting stars and ward loot for it yeah i got lucky in this last 50 versus 50 because we had a couple open spaces down that like town hall 11 that i needed to clean up and i was just like oh this is wonderful just come in and just be able to crush them and have no worries and like not have that stress of like okay I have to get two two stars out of this 12 or something like that. Otherwise, we're going to lose. And then we end up winning on a percentage on a 50v50. That was crazy. That was a crazy war. That was super fun. And I had Buck was giving me a hard time. Um, for those who don't know, Buck is the leader of our clan. He's been the leader of this clan for like seven and a half years. And he was giving me a hard time about dip failing. And then he's like, you know what? Just I love watching you dip fail. Go attack this base. And he assigned me the other clan's top town hall 12. And I'm a 13 with, like, my heroes are kings, like, 60, queens, 65, wardens around yeah. 40. And my RC is, like, I think, yeah, I just said going up to 15. So, I mean, I'm not a 12 anymore. Like, I'm not in that war range, but it's still not easy for me to triple a max 12. But I did pull it. Right. And it was, I worried about it more than I should have. It was pretty, actually, pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is so funny, like, because Buck's the worst at the dip fails and it's he just goes in hard charging and it's just like maybe you shouldn't try to use homies to like two star at 12 when yeah. the town hall was on the other side like this isn't a bad idea and i feel like we have a little bit of rivalry of making fun of each other's dip fails because we've both had some pretty prolific important dip fails in the last couple oh years. yeah I've fat fingered a few tacks and just totally blew it like oh my gosh that was that's embarrassing yeah. I'm going to go cry. <laughs> in our clan, you always see minimum two people watching your attacks, so you know at least those people. And it's always Buck for me. It's always just Buck and someone else. Yeah. I get back and I just see, like, big eyes in the chat. <laughs> like, oh. It's all for fun, though. Oh, yeah, it's great fun. And I'd much rather a clan where you're giving each other a hard time and you're having a good time because it helps you get better. I mean, I definitely plan an attack more knowing people are going to be watching than I would in another clan where... No one's watching, no one cares, and if I get too stuck, yeah. happens. And after you dip fail, you're like, wow, I really need to get my act together. Like, this should have been easy, but you kind of take it for granted, and you kind of, like the Charlie Brown runs up to kick the ball, and she just pulls the ball away, and you just eat it. Like, okay, yes. I need to try, actually. Yeah, and the worst is I come in with a plan. Like, I make a plan for my dip, and it's just... It just doesn't work. Like, I don't know. I don't know what threw me off. Maybe I just didn't understand stuff because it was a different town hall. I don't know how that could be true, but I just screw it up, and I can't even yeah. figure it out. I went, one of the guys in our clan had, like, a really good attack. He had all of his stuff going down the middle. It was a P.E.K.K.A., Witches, and Bowlers. Uh, and after his attack, he just comes into the chat. He's like, where did my troops go? And I totally feel that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they'll get to a core, and all of a sudden, well, it turns out there was three big bombs there, and you just barely missed the warden or a heal, and it just annihilates everything. Yeah, and it's like, you know, 35 or 40 troop space just gone from the middle. Or a miss, like, you go to just Queen Walk, and you didn't realize you were going into, like, two singles and a Tesla troll farm. <laughs> yeah, the Teslas. I'm telling you, like, traps I can take because it's a one-time thing, but, man, Teslas kill me because they change up funnels. 
they add a little bit of damage when you're taking on a CC or something stupid like that. I hate Teslas. Yeah, and I've never been like, I've never, I'm not good at designing bases. I just like, I want it to be symmetrical is like what I think about. So I'm not like a good strategic base builder. So it's interesting seeing some of these new bases that are coming out now and how they're stacking them and putting stuff all together. And it's, I don't know, it's interesting how the game always changes and you think everything, the recipe's all figured out and then somebody just does something a little different and it kind of changes everything. Yeah, so it's funny you bring that up. I've been thinking about trying to build my own base and I'm not a good base builder. I mean, I don't have the patience for it. I, I'm i with you, I like the symmetry. So I've just kind of been noting down on like a little um, app on my phone just things that I hate when I'm attacking a base. So like sometimes... yeah. Like, I hate when expos are grouped together because you can't queen walk because um, they'll just destroy that. I hate, like, a lot of people I've seen, or at least a couple recently, the town hall will be surrounded by walls. Just the town hall, just a little box like you see at the lower town halls. Um, and it'll be in a bigger compartment, but they designate, you know, 16 walls or whatever to go around that. And it can really screw you up because then basically you can't go at that part unless you have a ranged troop. You can't send yetis at that um i mean it's mainly against yetis because what other troop that you don't have bowlers or stuff that can go over sure walls. but i did a yeti attack the other day and it worked pretty well i mean i got into the base i got pretty well through the base and they just went right around the town hall just parted the yeti waters and no two star for me even though i had like 85 percent so those are the two things I've noted down so far, and I'm going to eventually make some Frankenstein of a base out of all of these things that I hate. Yeah, the thing that always bugs me is like when you have a CC, you can't pull on one side, and then they got you got the eagle on the complete other. So if you're doing homies, you're not going to be able to queen walk both of them. Yeah, and then you or get just... the get the easy pull on the CC where you just pull them and they just walk over and your queen will smoke them, but. It's, I don't know. I needed, I was going to start making one because I'm just waiting on stuff to upgrade right now. I think I was going to buy a hammer to just hammer my town hall up. Or no, I have a book for it already. Yeah. And at town hall 13, there's a bunch of stuff right when you upgrade that you've got to do. Like the camps take so long. Yeah. Um, I want to say it's like 14 day upgrades, four of them. So that was not fun. You'll be glad to have whatever hammers and books you can have. Yeah, and I was going to try and do it too here before the end of the month so I have the max discount with the monthly pass, the gold pass, so then I have everything in my favor and I'll have all that extra loot to just drop right away. Yeah, perfect. At least get... So you have like five builders or you full up on builders? I got six. Oh, awesome. Did you rush your builder base to get auto or did you max it out? No, I just have always played builder base and the only... I. I didn't have that much really left to do. I think I just, did, I think I did, I was about to go up and then I just did the, the mega Tesla and then my heroes were already all done and I just maxed out the hog rider glider guys. So it was pretty much there and I didn't really even, I didn't even know about it. So I'm not like this really in-depth meta kind of guy. So I was like, you can get a six builder. And I was like, what do you got to do? And I looked up, and then you actually click on them, and it'll tell you what to do, and I'm over here Googling it. And I was like, really, that's it? So, like, it took me a week to just max the Tesla, max the, what, the cannons, and then something else. And I was I like, you, sweet. You gotta max the hero guy over there. The, yeah, you gotta max your war machine, uh, cannons, and your mega Tesla, and it has to be then Town Hall 9, I think. So, do you, like... Do you like the builder base, or do you just kind of go over there when the regular base has got nothing to do on it? Um, I used to like it more. Now I find it just more grindy, and I utilize it during clan games, you know, because it's so easy to just bang out a bunch of points on that. Yep. Um, it's I don't know. I my my as I've gotten more into my main town hall twelve the the builder base just seems a little more grindy i like the style of play the quick rapid and now that i've actually like i've researched attack strategies now applying that to builder base and doing like um giants wall breakers cannons to come clean everything up and it's fun to like 100 percent people yeah so is that your normal go-to strategy 
Yeah, I bats used to be bigger, witches with their her bats used to be a bigger attack, but then a lot of people were setting stuff up against that. So I usually just do the giants, wall breakers with the cannon carts. Usually does pretty well. Yeah, I do a similar thing. I've been working on a couple other attack strategies because I just maxed my hog gliders, but the cannon carts are super powerful. Giants are super powerful. Um, I do something like what you're talking about. I normally do the mega pekkas instead of giants, but I mean, it's the same idea. The wall breakers break everything open and those guys go in and, go in and destroy stuff. Yeah. I had it the other day where actually the person did like three troll Teslas and like one army camp in the other corner. So we had to make the full lap around the whole map. Yep. But it was kind of funny. There was enough wall breakers where it 100 percented them and it killed every single wall. So it was just completely decimated. I feel like you should get some, some sort of bonus for that. Yeah, it was pretty neat. That's a true 100 percent. I've had that a couple times and it's always very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's always fun to, like, watch them. Like, they walk all the way over, and then, oh, Troll Tesla pops up or something, and it throws it all off, and you're like, oh, it's so close, or one springboard just throws your last guy, but... Yeah, or a big bomb, like, takes out stuff. I've had attacks come down to um, the P.E.K.K.A.'s explosion, where, like, it's attacking the um, the giant Tesla thingy, and yeah. it gets hit, it dies, and it 100% with its, like, last explosion. That's cool. I get I get the idea, but ninety percent I mean ninety five percent of the time it doesn't work and you're just delaying the inevitable. Yeah, that's definitely fair. I'm also the person too where when I can't get any loot, I just go in, drop a giant and hop back out to lower my trophies so that when I wanna get the points I just go in and get three one hundreds and hop back out. No, that's smart. I've actually started doing something where I'll just at the end of, you know, a little session i'll throw one in before i close the app just to go down and take my trophies down i've been doing that too yeah because then i can just get what i need and get out and i look at it too as like well some guy else is playing it he's playing to get the reward so if i lose quick then he gets his reward quick so it's very altruistic it is yeah you're really just helping the others before you can go bully someone yeah exactly um so one of the things that me and you were chatting about the other day that kind of it kind of spurred you to come on here is uh, we were talking about investing and crypto and stuff. So like how long have you been investing and like what got you into that? Um, I grew up lucky. My parents started investing and were always doing those sorts of things back in the day and had set up a fund for me that now has a good, good amount in it. So I was super lucky to like be somewhat exposed to that. Um, I've never been super hands-on with it. There was the big Bitcoin push of, I think it was 2017, around Christmas time. And, uh, you know, we came down with a bad case of FOMO, uh, fear of missing out. So we had some money at the time. So um, I, th I think I bought 1500 bucks worth of Bitcoin. And at the time, I think it was at 16 or 18. So it was like a peak. And then it went up a little more, and I was like, man, what if this goes to the moon? So I think I bought another 1000 bucks, and then it totally went in the dump. <laughs> yeah. Went down to, like, 5000 I was like, well, that's what I get, I guess. That's the way cookie crumbles. So I just let it sit in my Coinbase account, and I was like, well, if it comes back, awesome. If it doesn't, I learned my lesson. Yeah. And luckily now it's way back and I think you're seeing, I mean, it's making huge strides and you've got people investing billions. I'm still skeptical of it uh, right now. Like, I, I don't know, I can't imagine how hedge fund managers and banks are just rallying together to squash it because between the Wall Street bets and the GameStop stuff, you know, I just see with how many people have bought big, I, I can't imagine it's not going to get dumped by somebody bigger. I don't know, but yeah, I've done well on it. So I had bought, what did I get? I get, no, I bought one Litecoin and one Ethereum as well, but I sold the Ethereum a little bit ago. I won't sell any of the Bitcoin cause it's up now. I've just, uh, I'm just going to add more on and I've been trying to do some research if anybody's looking to get into it listening, and I was going to mention this to you, on Coinbase right now, 
you just listen to these few little like tutorials you can get like 30 dollars worth of crypto for free i know you I don't know. yeah it's awesome i did all those and that's how i got like i decided that that was going to be my money to experiment with so i made like, yeah a good amount of money because i want to say going through those it ended up it was like 34 dollars from those and then i got lucky investing in xrp with it and i turned it into like 95 dollars um so and then, of course yeah and i don't want to get two in the weeds are you buying xrp right now because i heard they just won their lawsuit i have some that i've been sitting on i'm not buying any right now so i don't i assume you saw coinbase shut it down um so i can't yeah. buy anymore i was going to um because yeah because that's what i tried to buy it on and it said it was locked out because i had just heard but I think on other ones you can, like I heard maybe on like Fidelity, but I couldn't get it on Bitrix and I couldn't get it on Coinbase, but I hadn't tried Webull yet. Okay. And I want to say, I think maybe is Binance the right name? Is that one? Yeah. I want to say I saw that it was there. I almost made a Binance account the other day because I wanted to get Be on the Doge, Dogecoin train. Yeah. But uh, I, I looked at the stuff and you have to give like social security number. You have to be 18, give bank account information. I was like, all right, I'm not doing this for a joke, a joke coin thing. Yeah, and the Binance one is tricky. Be careful which one you sign up for because some of them cannot service American accounts. Yeah, I saw that too. What in the world? Like, just, it's not like... Because, uh, yeah, I don't remember what it was because I had set up a Binance account many years ago to do day trading on. And then I just never did in it, so I'd moved a bunch of Bitcoin over there. And then I heard they were changing this stuff, and I needed to get the money out before they changed it too much, and I couldn't get it back. Because I had to, because I couldn't just cash it out. I had to send it in Bitcoin back to my Coinbase. Okay. And have you ever sold so, Bitcoin, or have you just held through all this? I'm just holding. I'm holdable. Wow. Got to get that Lambo. You're the, oh, yeah. You're the strong hands that we are we need to have in this uh in this world yeah i don't know i just always remember that i'm not smarter than everybody else and if it's already come this far and i'm too cheap maybe even to buy more so it's like just just hold on to it you know i've already made all my money back i'm clear so this is just playtime now yeah i mean i've had so my like investing guru who doesn't actually know like all that much he's new to it himself but he was in the clan a while back. His name was Bobby Super. Um, and he's a guy I work with, and he's gotten really knowledgeable, and he's been telling me about Bitcoin and stuff, and he finally convinced me to buy some. And it's now kind of a joke between us because, like, I bought Bitcoin, and it doubled very quickly. And then I bought XRP, and it went up, like, 120%. So it's just kind of like he's like, hey, let me know what you're buying next because everything yeah. you touch for some, some reason, it just goes up, which is giving me a false <laughs> sense of security. And now, like, I, you know, I think I bought, um, what's the other, uh, more, it's one of the ones that's known to be very, very, uh, like, decentralized, but it's not Bitcoin. Uh, I forget what it's called. And I bought like it. Like, Zcash? Uh, no, I bought it. I was waiting for it to go up, and it didn't. Um, you'll know what it is. Hold on, I'm opening that. Ripple? No, that's XRP. Yeah, that's XRP. Um, shoot, it's called, now my phone won't open. It is. It'll come to you. Yeah, here it is. It is. Oh, yeah, I've been trying to watch more of them and reading more of the white papers because I think right now we're just kind of in the wild, wild west days of people hopping on Bitcoin, but I don't think people understand like fully potential of the blockchain and what it provides and how it does things. So that was kind of nice learning those little lessons on Coinbase to see, okay, well, this one is focused on that and this one. And here's how we'll use lots of different coins maybe in the future. Yeah, I was listening to um, the Investors Podcast, which is like my favorite Bitcoin podcast right now. And the one guy was just ragging on all of the you know non-Bitcoin cryptos about how not decentralized and crappy they are. So he kind of sure. scared me off, but I have, I've actually had good success you know, screwing around with those. So that's been fun. Yeah, Lex, do you know the Lex Friedman podcast? I don't, but I will check it out. So I'm a, I'm a Rogan kind of guy, um, and Lex is a, a Russian dude that we used to work in AI, and now he's started his own podcast. 
but he just recently i think had the guy on that started ethereum and how they came across it and ethereum for those who don't know it's the next highest value uh crypto after bitcoin and just kind of the encryption that comes with it and uh the other stuff that that guy is starting around uh security and utilizing blockchain and just two really smart people talking about stuff that i don't half understand <laughs> i know i i'm starting to understand some of the stuff i for school i had to write a 10-page paper and i chose to write it on bitcoin because my parents were like hey you can write it on something you're interested in as long as it you know fits these standards so i got like a much better sorry my dog's barking in the background i got a much better understanding through that because um you know if you have to write on something you have to have a great understanding so i did a bunch of research and stuff so that was it was a little bit like of a struggle because i'm writing about something i don't totally understand but it was also sorry i just had a phone call not sure if that messed with you no nah, didn't. i didn't hear anything so that was a good experience but also a lot of work um so i'm out of stuff to talk through so datsun thank you for coming on much to it um this was a great time and we should definitely do it again sometime yeah no definitely appreciate it man and uh would love to talk crypto some more sometime yeah well let's do it my schedule is not very free but i'll make time for crypto yeah i i applaud your mission man i think it's i was talking to my wife about it today and i was like he he by his parents trying to stifle one thing are creating a beast of a man learning all sorts of new things and how to get around them and i don't think they understand how well they're inhibiting or how well they're uh enabling him in the future of not taking necessarily no for an answer yeah well we'll see and uh that's it for today guys so thank you for listening and see you next time <laughs>